Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Boat Trader, America's largest boating marketplace, offering easy financing and over 100,000 boat listings to choose from. Sell, find, and finance new or used boats on America's largest boating marketplace. Visit BoatTrader.com to get started. Boat Trader is America's largest boating marketplace with over 100,000 boats to choose from. We offer simple, comprehensive solutions for those looking to sell, find, and finance new or used boats. Visit BoatTrader.com to get started. And the Warden's Watch podcast on Patreon to bring member-exclusive extra content, both video, audio, and with product deals as well. Become a member to support our podcast and get something extra. Search Warden's Watch Podcast on Patreon. We love our children. We protect them. We guide them. We prepare them for life in the world. With all that we do, from deep in our hearts, we cannot control all things. Life-threatening illnesses and disabilities affect far too many of our children each year. While we cannot change the circumstance, we can make dreams come true. Dreams to provide hope, to provide spiritual healing and strength, to provide moments of happiness and relief in the hardest of times. We can give a glimmer of light and hope in a time of darkness and despair. Join huntofalifetime.org to help make dreams come true, to provide hope for children with life-threatening illnesses and disabilities. Hunt of a Lifetime is a nonprofit organization fulfilling dreams for hunting and fishing trips to youth 21 and under with life-threatening illnesses and disabilities. Visit huntofalifetime.org to learn how you can make a difference. Please join me, Game Warden Wayne Saunders, and other Game Wardens on our adventures, protecting wildlife, saving lives, and having fun, all while serving the public and the natural resources of our planet. Listen to the tales and experiences of those who work in the outdoors while being entertained with stories about encounters with poachers, wildlife investigation, murder investigation, near-death experiences, search and rescue missions, wildlife interactions from game wardens around the country and around the world. When I retired, I realized I couldn't let go of that legacy, but rather wanted to share the passion, the commitment, and the stories of those men and women that call themselves game wardens. This is Game Warden, Wayne Saunders, and this is Warden's Watch. Well, hello everybody and welcome back to another episode of Warden's Watch. And uh, Wayne, this is a special one because we are in person here in the great state of Tennessee in Nashville at the annual NOWEA conference with uh, Game Wardens from all over America and Canada. And man, it has been three days of uh, excitement, fun, training, all kinds of good stuff. And we're very lucky to have Sean Spencer, Game Warden Sergeant out of Utah. And Sean, Utah, you guys are going to host NOWEA for the country in your great state next year, right? We we are, yeah. 
Super cool, super cool. And uh, well, first of all, thanks for coming on the show. Yeah, of uh, course. Great to meet you firsthand. I had no idea we had a lot of the same old partners and friends. You know, a lot of my colleagues from California that are now retired, and we, we want to hear all about your game warden history. Where you got, where you, what's going on in Utah? What inspired you? But talk a little bit about the conference next year, because having worked with with Josh here, Landrum, who we just had on the show here in Tennessee, this is a major operation to coordinate this thing for your agency. So mm. no easy feat, man. We're kind of in awe of it. And how'd you get involved? And what what is Utah have in store for us next year? Yeah, it's kind of an eye-opener when you start working on it. <laughs> you uh, go to the hotel and you're like, hey, this is kind of what I need to do. And uh, lots of, you know, parts to make it work. And yeah. it, it's a little overwhelming when you start working on it because yeah. you think, hey, I'm just I'm just a dude. I just, I'm, I'm a game warden. I, <laughs> I, I just work in the field, but they want me to run this conference. I'm not a professional event planner. Yeah. So that, that's been... But, but you will be. Yeah, yeah. After, after this, I can probably... Uh, Add either to your resume. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Either have a second job or when I retire, I, I, I can be an event planner. Jeez, a weddings but, will be a breeze. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Knock that out of the park. Especially with these numbers, man. This isn't like yeah. an annual in-service training for officers no. out there listening this is this is huge because it's canada and america hundreds of officers and just a lot of moving parts yeah yeah that's that's a lot of it you know whenever you i originally thought to bring it to utah i, I thought it'd be pretty easy you just go to hotels and start talking to them and then you quickly find out there's only a couple of places in the entire state that could host this <laughs> right. yeah right. i mean they, they don't have a big enough ballroom or enough rooms in the hotel so there's lots of things to it that, that limit where you can even have it. Sure. You know, I came to this conference. The first one was down in Tucson in Arizona okay. years ago for me. And so <clears throat> fell in love with the conference and the idea of getting to meet and work with other game wardens across the country in Canada that, that do the same thing you do. You yeah. know, I was I was a pretty young officer back then. And, uh, it, it was just kind of a awe-inspiring event where, where you meet all these other folks that do what you do. So after that, I kind of fell in love with it and, and came to multiple conferences for, for several years in a row there. And then I just always dreamt of bringing it to Utah, uh, yeah. mainly because, uh, you know, I knew how awesome our state is and how awesome our agency is yeah. and our officers. And so I kind of thought, ah, you know, I think we could do this. Perfect. And, you know, our, our administration and, and agency is awesome. A lot of support there, um, a, a lot of really good guys in our administration, and so full support from them to do it, and so we kind of ran with it. And so we've we've been planning it for a little bit, and like Tennessee, you know, I wasn't it wasn't quite as stressful to me when COVID hit because I hadn't quite signed a contract, but I was working on it. Yeah. Like like literally, I went back to my emails and looked. February 2020, I was trying to work on this conference. Right, when it was all coming. Yeah, yeah. And, and March hits, and, and yeah. the world falls apart, and. For me, you know, the idea of signing this contract that's hundreds of thousands of dollars was like nervous for me, you know, when I'm like got 20 bucks in my wallet and they want me to sign a contract for, yeah. for hundreds of thousands of dollars to do this conference. Crap. So it's it's just <laughs> scary, you know, and so yeah. COVID hits and you're nervous and we were pushing conference dates because they were canceling them. So, you know, a, a lot went into it for that and... You know, then once Tennessee was going to, like, be a go, yeah. it's like, okay, okay, we're going to do this. This is happening. Yep, yep, yeah. this is this is going to happen. And so, I, you know, that was up until I came to this conference. And then this week, I've kind of been like a deer in the headlights because, like, <laughs> wow, okay, we are doing this conference. And holy cow, there's a lot to it. Yeah. You know, working with Josh and seeing what he's doing, it's yeah. it's like, wow. 
Mm. Yeah, it, it's a lot, man. And, you know, it's, it's interesting you mentioned that right after we were all in Oklahoma and it wasn't a couple months later, the world just flipped upside down. And then three years goes by and, you know, being a presenter here myself and Josh every year, he's still interested. Hold on for next year. We weren't sure if we were going to have Noeas again because a lot of conferences have just ended worldwide. So, so fortunate, man, that one, we're doing them because and, and cool thank you for taking on the heavy burden for your state because utah is amazing we're going to get into all what your state's about here in a minute but we we don't say we're the thin green line for nothing we're so spread out we hardly see our own officers at annual in-service trainings yeah. mm-hmm. but to see everybody from across the country and like you i was mesmerized at my first noia it didn't even happen till 2019 right after retirement in oklahoma and i was blown away how cool it was to see the young officers the retired my mentors perceptions from all over the country of different things going on in different states and how tight and similar we all are as a family man so yeah yeah, yeah. kudos for doing it yeah. um, we are super excited to be in your awesome state next year yeah yeah, yeah. utah you. like i said as a state has some really amazing things and then our agency will be be great yeah yeah let's hit, hit some of those amazing things so we can get these guys that have never been to a Nauia conference there or maybe they've skipped a few years yeah and we want to land them there in utah yeah yeah so uh you know everybody thinks oh salt lake you know and that's yeah. that's where you're kind of flying it, it's it's the main hub for sure for the state um pricing kind of kept us out of the main city a little bit so we'll be a little bit south of there it'll be in provo okay um fantastic city great facility it'll be at the provo marriott there in town nice um, Provo Canyons, you know, 20 minutes uh, from from the hotel. You can be fly fishing, other things uh. like that. We'll, we'll see downtown and all the amazing things it has. It c- comes with a lot of the history of, of the state of Utah there. And then, you know, just it, I, I recommend for people to come to plan time prior and, and post-conference because if mm. they want to see the state itself, um, unfortunately, a lot of the like red rock country that you iconically think of utah as yeah. it's it's a little bit south of us gotcha so <clears throat> we'll try to accommodate being able to see some of that you know during the conference but it's going to be hard just because of distance so sure. you know a lot of the the guys i've gotten to know over the years here are like hey we're coming time we're coming before the conference we're coming after the conference right um because boy we're going to plan a trip yeah and, and kind of you know we have what they call the mighty five it's it's the big five national parks right. there in utah so it's Zion's, Bryce Canyon, Capitol Reef, Canyonlands, and Arches. Yeah. And uh, just just some amazing stuff down yeah. there. And, so and you, just you so may we, get some National Park Ranger participant in Nauia, you think? Um, we can. You know, I so when I was in, I started my career in Bullfrog. Um, you know, I was uh, a non non resident coming into the state at that point okay. when I when I was early in my career and. And I was single, so I think it was easy to stick the non-resident single guy down in Bullfrog. <laughs> uh, you know, that's been a tough district for us to keep filled because it's sure. it's really remote. You live at the lake, you're at the marina there, and, yeah. and you know, there's 50 people there in the winter. Um, I loved it as, as yeah. a young officer. Yeah. Uh, stayed four years. That was the longest almost. I think we've had any officer stay there. <laughs> uh, I would have stayed the rest of my career, except I'd stay single too. So, yeah. I, you know, I, I eventually moved out of there. I loved my time there. So, yeah, it's it, it's great. But, yeah. No, very cool. It's just, uh, you know, being a park ranger, I started seasonally. So I always thought, you know, that's that's always, I go back to my roots. Yeah. Yep. yeah. And so my neighbor was a uh, was a park ranger. Funny story there, how we met is uh, I had a little dog at that point. Yeah. My dog goes over in his yard and takes a crap. And he oh, kind of sees me and I just wave <laughs> at him. Awesome. I just wave at him and my dog runs back over and he's like, 
really man (laughs) you know yeah 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 but you know after that we became best friends and still spend time together this to this day and you know he was he was a park ranger so i i know a lot of the park rangers through that you know they kind of have a little bit of turnover and they move uh uh, parks quite a bit yeah no doubt and so you know yeah i've if you want to get promoted you got to move yeah yeah generally speaking yep and so or, yeah. Uh, yeah, or have a life and yeah. find, the, you know, yeah, move, move on and, and, yeah. and have a little more interaction. But it sounds like you had a great time down yep. there to yep. start. I did. And uh, like I said, I got to know some of those guys. So, yeah, we'll try to reach out to them and see who, who we can get there at the conference. Super so. cool. Yeah. Super cool. So where did you – how did this all start? When did you know you wanted to be a game warden? And did you meet one young growing up or – uh, yeah, I met one young growing up. Uh, he came <laughs> to my porch on my house and asked for me to go in and get my dad so he could write me a ticket. Uh, well, there's a, there's a wild justice way to do yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, funny story is, 20 years later, I go back and hunt with that same game warden. Oh, there you go. I asked him, I was like, you remember that? <laughs> and he said, no, I don't. And no. I said, huh, well, I do. <laughs> wow, wow. So true. Yeah, yeah. So true. And I'm, I'm nervous when I'm applying for this job because, you know, uh-huh. I was like, I had a wildlife ticket and, yeah. you know, I'm I'm shaking in the polygraph <laughs> and I'm nervous. I'm like, oh, man, they're not going to hire me. And uh, the agency doesn't, you know, they're like, ah, oh, that's a long time yeah, ago. Your kid. How many Blue Jays did you, you shoot? Yeah, yeah. 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 So, uh, you know, you, 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 they just laugh. And, and, and did you eat them or did your dad make you eat them? Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. my, my brother shot a song bird and he ended up eating it so yeah, <laughs> yeah you, you if you kill it you eat it yeah so, yeah. <laughs> so you know just growing up like that That's and great. uh but uh, you know i i started hunting kind of in my teenage years and, and you know i didn't have a dad that uh, went hunting and fishing growing up and so i, I just didn't do that and then a, a guy at church that i got to know did and took me out killed my first deer and from that point i just kind of fell in love and you know so hunting and fishing and and in the outdoors and then you know wanted to get into the conservation side of things and so in texas i I wanted to be a game warden then uh they weren't hiring at that point and then i just kind of found myself moving to utah ended up in utah and i'm driving along going to work one day and i'm like wow that looks like a division of wildlife office so yeah just kind of popped in and you know ask if they were hiring and you know, an old, uh, their old lieutenant, and I say old, I mean, he, he, he was one of the guys that puts in like 42 years yeah. for his career, you yeah. know, and he comes out and says, well, you know, we've got five positions available, but if we only find two good people, we're only going to hire two good people. I said, thanks, I feel pretty good with my chances, and, yeah. and applied, you know. And, <laughs> yeah, there you go. And it went, it went well Not after that. Not going no way. Yeah, yeah, I was yeah. Like, well, I'm still going to apply, but thanks for the information. Yeah, yeah. So, and it, it went well. But. No. That's cool. So, so you started there, and... Um, are you still in that area as far as a district, but you're a sergeant now and kind of, is that like in California where he's a lieutenant and Wayne is a lieutenant when he retired, um, we had squads of seven, eight wardens and maybe two or three counties, but still work the field. How did that go for you as a warden before sergeant and where are you now and, and what, what are your biggest enforcement issues? Yeah. So I, you know, I started in bullfrog. Um, like okay. I said, that kind of stuck me down there. I was there four years and then, you know, I just knew, you know, I made some personal life decisions. Uh, yeah. Again, kind of my goal was like, okay, to meet somebody, have a family. And just I do the Wasatch Front for us is what we call it. It's, it's where all the development is. Okay. Uh, it's You know, it's not what you envision, where you envision living as an officer. You know, if you could choose the Henry's and Lake Powell versus yeah. like living in the city. Yeah. Or yeah, as yeah. a game warden, it's not what I want, but my personal life kind of drew me there. Sure. And so I made that choice. 
I, I got divorced young, so I learned some lessons then. There and uh, yeah. don't let work kind of take over. I mean, I love this yeah. job, but sure. I, I learned like, hey, you, you still got to take care of your personal life. And so I just I made that decision based on that. So I kind of live in the city now. And I, I was there, we, we just call it Utah County, and, and it's in the county where the, the conference will take place. And, and was there hmm, probably six years as a field officer, I guess, um, and, and just kind of do, doing my thing. And then my sergeant uh, promoted and moved on, and so it opened that position up, applied and got it. And yeah. so now I'm sergeant. I oversee four guys in my crew. Okay. I've got two in Utah County and two in Wasatch County. Nice. You know, it's interesting for sure. Um, I, I, I like to say for our agency, I, I, I think I have the unique perspective of being in the most remote district we have to probably the most urbanized district we have as far as kind of call volume and some other things in Utah yeah. County there. So it's really it's really neat to have that perspective of the agency and see, okay, what's it like for a, a rural guy and what's it like for an urban guy. In Utah there, along the Wasatch Front, do game warden work but we do yeah. a lot of other stuff too sure. you, you know uh snakes and moose in town or right. my guys are calling me this week and texting about a lady who's got a fawn boy she swooped it up and wants oh, to save its yeah. life and yep. you know we yep. don't let them keep them and so it's sure. it's getting kind of ugly there but it's just what happens in this this urban setting you, yeah. you know these i think we're definitely seeing a changing dynamic across utah and, and probably everyone is of you know, the hunting and fishing public seems to be dwindling, but right. you have this increasing amount of the public who doesn't uh, hunt and fish, doesn't really understand it, doesn't know much about wildlife. They, they think they're saving that deer, and it's like, yeah, well, you're, you're really not. And so that's, that's what's different, being in that district across the Wasatch Front, you know, kind of dealing with those pretty heavily non-historical game warden work. Sure. Sure, um, but you know it's it's what we're faced with in today's world, and you know our my guys and my crew and our agency do a good job of saying nah, this is what we're presented with, and and try to do a good job dealing with with all of those issues. Yeah, yeah. It, it's we noticed. I mean, even well, California, and we have some mutual friends from California. Uh, you know, it's urban, it's rural, and Utah's much more mountainous and known to be more of a big game state, certainly than Cali. But we yeah. went through the same transition in California. We're slowly dwindling in consumptive users of conservation. We're more preservationist. People love animals. They want to, you know, feed the deer. They want to keep the turkeys close. And that <clears throat> that becomes a whole other challenge, like you said. It, it gets really emotional. You're in city areas. Um, sometimes you have an injured public safety animal. you you got to dispatch or trank or move or whatever. And yeah. the, I, I know that was one of my biggest challenges as a lieutenant was dealing with lions and bears and hogs and coyotes and and yet you guys are doing it and wayne was doing it mm -hmm. in, in very rural new hampshire same thing with moose and bear Absolutely. and everything else i think that and we didn't help ourselves with this show you know the, <clears throat> i can't even talk yeah. we thought you were bad yeah so but, <laughs> nashville's um, doing that to us boys yeah <laughs> the voices are killing us you know the northwoods law and all these shows they they love showing that on animal planet that we're saving them yeah so, yeah yeah, yeah. Uh -huh. and, and you're right i, I see that and, and mm -hmm. people have said oh kind of every episode they they have like this yeah. nuisance related issue yeah, where they're right. saving it and i agree we're probably not doing ourselves any justice yeah. and then yeah. you mentioned your california buddies yeah. i still use what they told me 
all the time when I talk to the public. I say, hey, in California, you can't even hunt mountain lions because, yeah. boy, they think they're going to save them, and they're sure. such beautiful and majestic. So we don't want the public to hunt them. And John tells me, hey, we kill more now than we ever did when we issued permits to people. So in theory, they haven't saved anything because you still have to regulate them because you can't have a mountain lion jumping on a, a, a trail runner and kill you know? Yeah, it, yeah. it's Johnny Loff, yeah. He, yeah. He, he's hitting it on the and, – and he and I and Eric and all the, the other words we're talking about – now retired yeah that was by far one of the most stressful and i think chaotic things we dealt with was the mountain lion issue because we're not doing the mountain lion any service by not doing a a managed hunt for the sake of the species but for the sake of public safety and and competition of of terrain in california it's like six thousand plus mountain lions and wardens everywhere rural or urban are dealing with it so yeah Yeah. and now you guys are dealing with that and uh, as as we start to develop and get vacation recreationalist you know getting mm. seasonal homes in utah yeah. and you know i i'm seeing the same thing in my where i live in montana now and it's man it's it's definitely a new face for the game we're in a yeah. challenge for the young guys and yeah. kuda i'm sure you guys are crushing it on that yeah. but it's it's taking a lot of your time i'm sure yeah it, it does yeah. you know and you know everybody takes this job like i said to, to be a game warden do the traditional yeah. game warden work and then you end up kind of getting stuck with that and you know, like I said, you take what's presented to you, and, and, yeah. and you be professional and do the best you can. But, you know, that's the thing about Utah, too, though. I mean, I, I talk about all these issues. It, we can get to some amazing country yeah. pretty quick. Yeah. Uh, and it's I think that's gorgeous. why people love Salt Lake and, and Utah County. And, you know, 20 minutes, you can be up the canyon. I can I can literally hunt bear 20 minutes from my house. That's I just crazy. had a bear tag, yeah. killed a bear with my 11-year-old daughter. Yeah, we're, we're half, oh, an, half an hour from my house, you know, just on the mountain. Man. Was, was that her first bear hunt or it first was. harvest? It, it was. That's she, huge. Yeah. yeah. She, she thought it was pretty amazing. The first time she, she comes in and she's filming this bear she looks at me and she says you have to bring me every time now <laughs> and, so, uh, brother you got her hooked. yeah Good yeah, for yeah. You. well yeah. And, and then it was raining like two yeah. days later pouring and i said well i'm gonna go hunting do you want to go and she's like maybe, maybe next time but <laughs> she i did i did because because i had already sat her in the rain for two hours in, in rain gear but uh, she was a trooper and sat there in the in the tree stand with me and yeah the the night we we harvested a bear she she looked at me and said that was awesome Awesome. Yeah, and uh, so That's it was fun. It was it was really fun. Very yeah. cool. Very cool. Passing it on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I'm not, I'm going to try not to talk. To be honest with you guys. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Because Sean, you you thought you were bad, and now I think I'm getting worse. Yeah. Yeah. It, <laughs> well, we, we, you know, for our listeners hearing us a little bit hoarse, you know, you were karaoke, and yeah. I was singing loud with bands the other night. Wayne was out with the band. Just we screaming. Did the big Jason Alvin <laughs> yeah, super yeah. host night. But mm. so guys, bear with us. But we are in Nashville, Tennessee. Yeah. And thank God, John's know, here. When in, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when in Rome, how can we not do music stuff exactly. and, and lose our voices? Yeah. Exactly. This has been an amazing conference. Yeah, it oh. is. It is. They've done a fantastic job here, and and I like you said, Jason Aldean. And I think they hit it out of the park, and everybody yeah. was super excited. And like you said, singing along, jumping, so yelling, fun, whistling, yeah. uh, <laughs> and, and then yeah, you try to sing the next day, and <laughs> yeah. you know, I sang last night. I was like, oh yeah, that that yeah, did that done. did me in. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so if you could take us back, and I know Utah such up, you know, we're all, you mentioned bear hunting. We love bear hunting. We do spring bear, fall bear. Uh, Wayne does the bait stations up in New Hampshire. You did an on, epic on, adventure this spring. Just had, yeah, I just went in the Silway Bitterroot, and we filmed a little Thin Green Line yeah. recoil series thing I host, and uh, got my first black bear up in the Northwest. Oh, nice. And it only taken one in California yeah. previously, other than the public safety. Yeah. You know, depredation bears, we had to dispatch, which yeah. doesn't really count. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Definitely that's, not. 
sucks. The hunt part, I right? mean, I, I may, I may check them off my North America, you know, <laughs> yeah. you know, big game list. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm like, oh, I guess that doesn't officially count. Yeah, but but Utah's one of those states that's just known for really big, beautiful, majestic big game species from elk to deer to bear and everything else. And uh, what's uh, some of the highlight cases you got into from a poaching standpoint that really hit you down deep because it was so egregious, was challenging, or that just stands out as one of your favorites? Yeah, you know, I, there's one that's kind of more current. I guess I can talk about a lot of it without kind of disseminating certain information. Sure. But, Keep you know, it it's wor- working on it with, with one of my guys recently um, in his crew. And, you know, he, he got some information that guys were, we don't allow guys to put bait out and then run hounds off of that bait. Gotcha. And we kind of okay. separate those seasons. You can either bait or you can run hounds. Okay. Kind of don't allow both. Don't cross them. Yeah. Okay. We, we, we had had this tip that, that these guys were baiting illegally and running hounds off of it for years. The other sportsmen were upset about it. They sure. said, hey, man, we, we know this has been going on. And, yeah. And uh, it, it's kind of a small area and community where, where this is going down. And so people know about it, but, but haven't said anything. And it finally, you know, gets to someone. Well, they give us pretty vague information when you say well it's it's up this canyon that doesn't really help in in no. utah it's it's kind of like oh yeah it's up there next <laughs> yeah. to that dead tree and you look at the mountain and there's like I a thousand it. dead pines but Why don't yeah so like in this canyon didn't really help and so it was it was tough you know we were working and trying to figure out uh, my officer did a great job of you know he's a go-getter you know he's waking up at three in the morning to try to sneak nice. around just just cr- cutting cross country because we knew they had a lot of trail comers on all the roads okay it just took a couple of years to like really hone in and find sure. find these locations and you know we caught a lucky break and and ended up getting a hold of a gps unit nice. um and and a lot of that is just great work by him right he uh he, he can see all right I, i'm dealing with this guy who's hunting bobcats in january but it's the same guy i'm trying to catch hunting bears gotcha. and he's got a tracker with his yeah. with his dog he's like hey you know maybe this is a way to get some information Nice. And so, you know, just able to find locations where these guys are putting this bait out and, and working really hard. And, and, you know, so helping him on that case. And, and I want to give him most of the credit. You know, that's just the first one that kind of came to mind because, you know, I knew how much effort it took yeah. to, to do that. And, and, you know, we've made a couple of law changes in Utah of, of no baiting for big game and no trail cameras for big game at this point. And uh, people are like, oh, that, that's great. You know, they just think pass the law and it's great. Yeah. And I don't think they understand on the enforcement side of what it takes sure. yeah, to, to find these locations. Okay, I found a bait pile. Okay, great. Okay, I've got a picture of a guy at the bait pile. Okay, great. Like, yeah. I don't know who that is. Yeah. Like, it's millions of square miles. Yeah, okay. I got to <laughs> prove he put it there. I got to prove he knows about it. I got to prove yeah. he killed something. So, you know, sure. th- these cases are, are take a lot of effort you know and and hard work and luckily i've got a really great crew of of officers and so working with them has has been really rewarding and and amazing because you know they're doing great work you know so being part of that and helping him with that case and this upcoming concert season will be all about the boots and tecovis is your stop for the best in western style tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer including men's and women's boots apparel hats bags and more all Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecovis store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. 
Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovis.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. It's, it, it, that one was really cool just because we knew they were, you know, and, and, and it had been going on for so long, yeah. we have no doubt that, uh, you know, they have this huge stack of, but, but we, you know, we can't prove all that, sure. but, you know, we know right. what's been happening. But the rewards mm. of a case like that, brother, are so cool because you know they're deliberate. You know, yeah. it's not just, it's yeah. not that honest mistake that you're going to give a warning for, you're going to get a little, you know, rehabilitation conversation. They're diehard poachers, and, you know, you mentioned... And it's so cool that you say my officer's out there. He's a go-getter. I'm giving him all the credit and everything. But that's a go-getter that inspires us as supervisors. And you're that warden before you promote. And you're right there with him, giving him all the support. Differentiate. We've talked about this on our show a lot. Is the windshield warden that'll just stay near the truck, (laughs) hit the the shoreline, always be in an overt uniform. And to make those hardcore, big game, deliberate poaching cases. And for us, the forte before special ops and the cartel marijuana stuff, for me, was was deer baiting, turkey baiting. Because we don't allow baiting in California at all. Just just the way the, the diversity of wildlife and the impaction, you can't do it. It doesn't make sense. And those are the hardest guys to catch. Yeah. Because like you said, find the bait pile, then find their ingress, egress. And it's tireless, man. Mm. And kudos for you guys and supporting your officer and being that warden, man. It's rewarding. Yeah, it is. And I'm I'm feeling the celebration myself for a case like that because I've done many of them and Wayne's done many of them. Those are are the hard ones. Yeah. Yeah. So we're waiting for for prosecution. And, and, you know, the same officers had several other cases and kind of been shot down and tossed away in court. And, And that hasn't slowed him down. Good. But you can see like the gut punch he gets whenever it's like, man, I just put together this like really solid case yeah. and turn it into the county attorney and he either pleads it away or tosses it. And yeah. you hope that doesn't deflate your young officers who who are excited because in Utah, I'm sure like a lot of other agencies, we're pretty heavy, heavy on the new guys, right? right. Like the, as far as most of the agency is, is new and you have all these young officers, you know, 60% or more of our agency is under five years. Right. And so my crew yep. is full of like all these officers with two, three years on and that, yeah. that's kind of it. And you hope something like that doesn't deflate them, right? You Absolutely. think I did all this hard work. I'm just going to toss it. So I can just go back to checking fishing licenses. Yeah. It's like, uh, well, we, you know, we can do that any day of the week, but yeah. you know, yeah, these, these cases that take some time and effort and you really catch the the tough people is 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 a good win. So we'll yeah. see. Hopefully that one. And I always told those guys out. they hired attorney. They spent money on an attorney. Yeah. The judge threw it out for whatever reason. This that. But you 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 got it. You stopped what was happening. Yeah. You know. Did you educate them? You might have educated them a little. It's going to be a little bit harder to catch yeah. them next time. But th- there is some payment for that. So, but yeah. I get it. It's it's a very difficult thing as a new guy to swallow, especially when a judge dismisses it over something that we think is isn't a big deal. Yeah. But and some judges, I've had a judge tell me. I asked him, "Wait, I'm like, why did I lose? It was just your turn, Wayne." And I was it like, was "Just your turn." Yeah. yeah I'm yeah. like, and that's you know, guys, and that's <laughs> the hardest thing as supervisors. And we all had those frustrating cases before a young officer goes and makes his his or her, you know prove go-getter game warden case right we all have those hopefully in the first year or two um but something my biggest challenge man and i don't know if this happened for you as well sean is going to the courts talking to the da's and having to babysit and be there for things so it didn't slip through the cracks and we didn't 
you know, show that wildlife cases were so much less important, that they yeah. were just as important for the sake of public safety as well and those type of things. And that was an uphill battle for me, and it still is for a lot of our California supervisors. I'm sure you've experienced um, trying to keep those DAs and judges groomed and, come on, man, give us enough so that we, you know, this isn't a slap and they just go, hey, I'm going to take the hit, I'm a chronic poacher, because we know that doesn't really stop yeah. those mm-hmm. guys. So yeah. how's that been with your relationship with your courts and does it vary and have you had some challenges there? Yeah, I mean, what's what's tough for us is, you know, whenever we get together as a state agency um, every year for our annual kind of law enforcement training for the whole section, okay. we give an award to the the best attorney or whoever's kind of helped the most and, and it's our officers yeah. who nominate yeah. them, right? Nice. So I hear all these other officers across the state who have like this amazing relationship with their county attorney yeah and i think wow what's that like <laughs> like i i don't well, even, i don't even right. I, I don't think i've mm. talked to the same attorney ever in the county i'm in because you know they, they kind of, yeah they kind of rotate through because we're you were you know a larger county yeah. and then the other thing is kind of you know, I know they got a lot going on in their counties, whether it's rape, murder, uh, accident, whatever it is. You know, I know they're busy with that stuff, and so sure. it, 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 wildlife kind of seems to take the back burner and get yeah. and get kind of pushed aside. What what hurt for me was a great case I worked on where a guy had deer in the headlights. He had literally yeah. shot it in the headlights with his bow coming down the canyon. Some other guys had seen him. Uh, they follow him through town and and. He loses them, and, and they have a license plate number. So okay. I'm like, okay, great. You know, we so got I, this. Yeah, got so this. I, I follow yeah. up, and i you know trying to track the guy down, and I get there, and sure enough, it's in the garage, you know, and he, he ended up kind of fessing up to it all, so I didn't have to get a warrant or anything. But, you know, I, I, I work on this case, and I think, man, this is really solid. It's great. I mean, it's just clear cut. This guy poaches his deer. The attorneys ask about doing a plea in abeyance, and I was kind of like, oh, I mean, whatever. I mean, it's you guys' yeah. gig. Well, they did uh, what they called a uh, pre-filing diversion. So they they, oh, they, did, they didn't even file any paperwork. Right. And I didn't. You know, in the end, it, it kind of was like, well, this guy didn't have anything to show for it. They never even filed anything. Yeah, that and hurts. and so, you know, even in that case, I talked to multiple different attorneys. So then, when I tried to follow up after the case and say, hey, what what happened? Um, you, you know, the head the head DA couldn't even tell me. Um, well, well uh, yeah, and he yeah. kind of seemed to have these excuses, and you know, it was like you could just tell it was like one, they don't really understand wildlife law, right? And kind of struggle with that, and so you know, in Utah County, it, it's hard. I mean, I'm not going to lie, um, but in Wasatch County, where we're working on this other bear case, it's almost the same case. That's the one where he had kind of tossed out a few cases for, for this younger officer I have. Okay. And, uh, but, but what we've done is gone in there and, and worked with them. And, and it's mostly my officer. You know, I, I go with him some for the meetings, yeah. but he meets with his DA way more than that. He's, um, he's pushing. Yeah. You yeah, know, right. and, and, he, and he's going and, and they're working together and they're like, hey, you know, you know, the next time he turns in a case report, it's like 65 pages because he's like, hey, I'm going to make sure. <laughs> he's like, I'm going to write a book. Man. Yeah. Every, yeah, little thing and, and every stone is yeah, going to be turned. Kind, kind of yeah. show them like, hey, this is, this is worth some effort. Mm. And, you know, I, I think you know, the effort from my officers to go talk to them and work through them and, and do that is, you know, it is, it's making a difference. Oh, we hope this big case still hasn't gone through. We'll see. Mm-hmm. But um, on some of the other stuff, I mean, it's, it's helped. I mean, the, the courts have said, okay, it, you know, we'll, we'll work with you. And, and 
kind of educates them. What's nice is whenever you have a county attorney who like, oh man, I hunt a little bit. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's you're like yes. Yeah, or, or that judge okay. that yeah. he's had a deer club. You know, he's been yeah. a member for thirty years, and he's just like, oh man. Now you're almost like pretty rare. Go now. crazy. Yeah, don't <laughs> hang yeah. him too high. Yeah. And I've had a couple yeah. of those in the city of Santa. I'm like, whoa, this guy wants to revoke him on a first offense from commission action. You know, and I went, yeah. whoa. Yeah, not nice to pull him back, not have to pull tug him along. You know? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Very cool. So then I just think wildlife crime has to be in the front. You know, th- those people that want to save that deer, they're judges too. Yeah. You know, and I yeah, see that, that go the other way too. Yeah. It's pretty um, interesting. In New Hampshire, we prosecute our own cases up to the felony level. So not, not including felonies, that goes to the county attorney, but it becomes, it's, it's a double-edged sword. You wow. become the attorney. Wow. So you got to learn all that attorney stuff. Yeah. But you actually can make your own plea deals. And we're probably, I think, the last one in the nation that yeah, probably does that. that is, wow. Yeah. Because it, it, it's Pretty overwhelming, for too. Us out yeah. Here, so. Yeah. Yeah. yeah cool. I, I can see how, I you, know, know. you Yeah. Get. They'll start hitting you with motion, motion this, motion that, you know, and, and because I know you're doing your own motion. So yeah. it takes you a week to do one motion. Mm. So when he's just hitting print, print, send, 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 you know. Yeah. And, yeah. So. But hey, it's a double-edged sword, one way or the other. Yeah, so, for, for sure. But cool. So, so looking forward, you know, before we before we wrap, what do you <laughs> see happening in your career and your and your game wardens within your squad and the challenges you guys are going to see, say, five, ten, fifteen years down the road? Mm-hmm. That's changing, and we've we touched on some of them. I think it's kind of a loaded question that we've seen in the other states. But what do you anticipate? It's going to be the biggest challenge for your wildlife <clears throat> officers moving forward. Well, uh, since you're from California, I mean, I don't want to trash talk California too much, but is <laughs> it wrong? Montana now, brother. It's open season. Don't, don't yeah. have is to it, live in Utah now. Is it, is it wrong for me to say California's ruining the country? I mean, you got all the California. No, it's not. Yeah, you, 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 you got them coming to Utah. We yeah. got them coming to Montana. Yeah. I, I hear it yeah. everywhere. They're fleeing you know, California. Yeah, yes. I mean, when, when they're leaving California in droves, I, you know, and. Where I live in Lehigh, Utah, and several other places in Lehigh, I mean, we've led the country at several points in the last few years in fastest growing city in the country. I mean, it's so true. Yeah, un- unbelievable. On a daily basis, I wake up and I'm leaving my house, and I'm like, where did that like uh, high rise building come from? Yeah. I-, I mean, just like that. Yeah, or, or, yeah. or 5,000 home unit neighborhood. I mean, where did that come from? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that, that's what I see changing is. is yeah. You know, one the population of Utah, we're we're looking at. You know, when I when I, I I'm a Texas I'm a Texas native. I like I said, okay. I grew up there all yeah. my life. Um, I've been in Utah about the 14 years. I've been a game warden, and uh, I, I came here just after the Olympics. Um, well, a few years after the Olympics, but you know, everybody kind of says that's when Utah got put on the map is when they hosted the Olympics. Sure did. I think prior to yeah. that, I mean, it was definitely a sleeper state. Like no one, you know, yeah. population was lower. wasn't really on everybody's radar. Yeah. And then the Olympics come here, and it's like, wow, here's Utah. And then, yeah, it just kind of takes off. And, you know, now they're looking at hosting again. And, and you know, a lot of infrastructure is getting built and put in, and the state's growing. Um, but, you know, we it's not like my home state of Texas where it's 98% private. Uh, Utah's, you know, 60 70% public and so there's a limited amount of 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 ground that you can even develop but the problem is a lot of that's all the winter range and and all the deer habitat and elk and 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 the impacts are just growing just because so many people are recreating out there yeah yeah i mean you know covid all it did is uh had every idiot under the sun think that they uh, should have a camper in a in a atv of some kind yeah and man we have seen recreational use absolutely explode not only for 
from this influx of all all these people coming from everywhere, from California and whatnot. I, I mean, it's everybody in the state also said, "Hey, I'm going to go out and buy an ATV and a camper." And yeah. and we're seeing kind of different users on the landscape, and the landscape yeah. getting used in different ways, and just you know. Kind of overused. I mean, Over every can- yeah, yeah, every canyon I go up, there's no place to park. I mean, people are parking up and down the every side of every road, and you can't hardly drive. And then, you know, every little campground's just overused and overpacked. And the lake that used to people used to fish by my house up the canyon that I patrol, Tibble Fork, you know, beautiful lake, used to be pretty quiet, and people would fish. You go up there, there's 200 paddleboarders and kayakers up there now. Yeah. You can't you can't even like throw a lure out in the water without landing it on some. Somebody's, you know, yeah, 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 the deck of their their canoe or paddleboard, wow. and so you know that's what I see changing. It's like yeah. you know when I go to that lake now, I, for real, I, I think, okay, is anyone even fishing here? Yeah. I mean, you see well, like two people fishing. Going to be doing vehicle public safety enforcement. Yeah, you know, I, but, running but, into just that, if that. Yeah, you know? so I, you know, I pull up in the parking lot, and the sign in the park says "No smoking in the park," and this guy's like, "Hey, he's he's smoking, he's smoking," and it's kind of like. <laughs> Ah man, that's like the like, yeah, that's like the least of my worries, man. Yeah. Like I'm trying, I'm trying. At that point, I was like looking I got for minimal a, time to look for resource yeah, crimes. Yeah, yeah. And, and somebody had run from me that day. I was trying to locate him, and I'm like kind of yeah. looking in the parking lot. And this guy comes over and says, "It's you know." But that's what the public expects. They see you as a law enforcement officer showing up yeah. at this recreational place at the lake, at the at, at the river or, or park or whatever, and. You know, you want to say, well, that that's not really my job. But, yeah. I mean, the public, they're like, well, what do you mean it's not your job? I mean, yeah. I see the... They have that image of you being a, a, a all-encompassing ranger for that property. Yeah. They think you belong to it. Yeah. And I've always, we've always had that issue as game wardens of being different, not really being differentiated enough. And nothing against our park ranger allies, yeah. fellow Thin Green Liners, but... We're everywhere. We have 300 square mile yeah. districts, man. We got We have limited time to hit the resources. And sorry, everybody, we got cut off here at the end with a technical difficulty. But I certainly want to thank Sean Spencer from the Utah Division of Wildlife Resources for joining us. And we are looking forward to a North American Wildlife Officer Conference in Utah next year. Uh, it was a great opportunity for all of us to get together to learn from each other and to tell some stories to do some podcasting so and again thanks for listening to warden's watch and please share with your friends uh, so we can uh, continue to grow thank you very much please join me game warden wayne saunders and other game wardens on our adventures protecting wildlife, saving lives, and having fun, all while serving the public and the natural resources of our planet. Listen to the tales and experiences of those who work in the outdoors while being entertained with stories about encounters with poachers, wildlife investigation, murder investigation, near-death experiences, search and rescue missions, wildlife interactions from game wardens around the country and around the world. When I retired, I realized I couldn't let go of that legacy, but rather wanted to share the passion, the commitment, and the stories of those men and women that call themselves Game Wardens. This is Game Warden, Wayne Saunders, and this is Warden's Watch.